Yeah, birds. Mm, yeah, bird. Yeah, bird. Welcome, friends, to the Joe Blow Horror Show, where we review, rate, discuss, and break down horror movies, not horror films. Fuck films, bud. Man, get your pinky out of the air when you say that word. I am Boss Tuna. With me, as always, is... Drunk Darius. Drunk Darius, the second, third. What are we looking at here? The third. The third. So... We right before we started recording, we were talking about the possibility uh, of, a, <laughs> of a drunk Darius the fourth, but oh, yeah. I don't think any over the close action is going to get that. But uh, okay. we can, we can, we can only hope and pray. I don't know that um, he knows your uh, world famous podcaster. Oh, he <laughs> <laughs> got you. We make these jokes enough, but yeah, I was gonna say people probably think that you're actually into dudes, with which is fine if you're into dudes. But I personally am yeah. only kind of into dudes. No, no, not at all. No, not at but all. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, we are trucking along at episode seventeen. Trucking along, see what I did there. It's gonna yeah. tie into the beer here pretty soon. You should have done that episode. For the Joyride episode. Oh, that movie was so junk. I want to just delete that out of my memory. For Get the fuck out of here. GTFO. Uh, let's see. Episode 17. We are going to be covering The People Under the Stairs and Devil. Discussion topic this week is a top five non-horror, I guess your top five, non-horror movies that could be remade into a good horror movie. Pretty open-ended. We'll, yeah. we'll see where we go with that. We'll get the segment, that. we're going to get into that in a little bit, um, but we're going to talk a little bit more about the March Horror Movie Madness. I'm excited. The last episode, we gave you guys a little bit of a disclaimer. Um, hearing this, we're probably going to be getting right into round two. Yeah. But we'll get into that in, in a minute here. And then the beer tonight is Fire Trucker Cream Ale. And it's uh looks like a nice little ale, a little bit uh um you know look kind of like a lager. Cheers. Cheers. Let's see what it tastes like here. It's pretty good. Not bad. Give us uh give us the drunk Darius review on Fire Trucker Ladder Cream Ale. Hmm I don't know. It tastes kind of looks like uh, any basic 
domestic light beer. It's a little darker. A little bit darker, yeah. It's got, it's got, you know what it looks like is uh, clover honey. Looks exactly like a clover honey. No Not wildflower. What that is? Clover, just clover honey. Okay, but <laughs> it's in the middle. It's not too heavy. It's not too light. I like it actually a lot. It's got a little bit of. Uh, I've had the fire trucker IPA. Is that in Ankeny? I don't know, but it's got a little bit of a um, kind of a bite to it. A I little guess. bit. I but mean, not, not a bite, lot. but it's got some kind of. It's a little aftertaste. Yeah. But uh, I guess the official name is Fire Trucker 317 Ladder Irish Cream Ale. We're a bit late for the Irish part, but, you know, the place I went to is probably trying to empty their keg. It's still March. Yeah, it's still March. While we're recording this. (laughs) Yep. So I hope you guys like beer. Otherwise, they probably just dread this part. All these two drunk fucks talk about beer and I... I'm here sipping my Zima. No, I dread I'm sorry. this part. This, I'm sorry. This episode is brought to you by Coors Light. If it ain't light, it ain't right. AKA water from the mouth of the Rockies. It's pretty watery. It is. Yes. I'm going to check in right now. Okay. Live on untapped. If you guys are beer fans, you can follow me on. Are you on untapped yet? No. You can follow me on untapped. It's just under Boss Tuna. Check it out. I do pretty much every, uh, excuse me, I don't drink a lot, but when I do, I usually try to find some crazy shit off the wall. I don't really drink. He doesn't drink a lot compared to Midwesterners. Right. To coastal people. I stick to the weekends. (laughs) Yeah. I stick to the weekends. But I do like to try something new all the time, so I don't drink that Miller Lite, Bud Light stuff. So if you guys want to follow me on Untapped, it's under Boss Tuna. Check it out. I do actually post a review. Uh, You you know what's funny, too, is is my reviews I've noticed, and my buddy also mentioned it, have gotten a lot better on Untapped since I started doing this podcast. Yeah, I feel like (laughs) everything about this podcast, like our episodes and posting online and stuff, eventually... With practice comes... Makes it perfect, yeah. Somewhat perfect. I was, I was going to say, I shouldn't say perfect yet. But we are getting better. Yeah. Um, I wish that we... Oh, I don't know. I mean, lots of people that get into podcasting... Um, I shouldn't say get into podcasting, but a lot of the podcasts I listen to, they have been podcasting for a long time before that podcast. You and I are just... I mean, we just went in straight up balls deep into podcasting we don't have any prior experience i have no idea what i'm doing most no of the time. and we're still i mean we're episode 17 i do feel like our episodes have gotten a lot better we're trying to do some things to make them better um the idea that you had of splitting the episodes into two i think is awesome because it's let's face it, i mean for someone like me where i travel constantly for work yeah i can smash out a three-hour episode in one day right so that's not the case with a lot of other people. They travel probably half hour or less into work. So yeah, and a lot, I'm I'm at work all day. I listen to podcasts. Yeah, so I can, a three hour episode isn't hard for me to digest. Yeah. But I can understand most people don't have that much. Yeah, time to listen. So what we're getting at is just we're getting better. We are getting better. Episode seventeen. Hopefully, this is the first one you listen to. But if it is, <laughs> and it and you don't like it, I don't know what to tell. 
Because <laughs> it's probably better than our previous one. Until episode 34. That's where we're really going to hit our group. Peak. We're peaking. So, yeah, no, we, um, we're we excited. We are, are ta- we're, we, we've got a lot of new ideas coming up. Um, you guys are probably sick of me talking about the man cave and the garage, but that is closer to being done. It's gonna. The sound is gonna be a lot better. We're gonna have it fully insulated. Yeah. At work too, in our conference room, we actually uh, had a professional audio company come in and they installed like sound baffles up there. Oh no. When we go into conference calls and like apparently foamy it makes, stuff on the yeah room yeah like little foam squares yeah the room yeah. is probably like fifteen or twenty foot wide by like forty foot long and they put in I want to say eight of these probably two by two foam squares on the ceiling. Which amazes me, but apparently it makes a huge difference because it like absorbs or it's like a sponge for yeah, the echo I, and stuff. I've seen them in, in bars and stuff. Yeah. Actually. Yep. So I'm even, I'm, I'm probably not going to have, I mean, this man cave is going to be used for a lot more than podcasting once every two weeks. So I yeah. might just get something where I can just take them down. But we're getting there. We're, we've got, I've got ideas and lines on better mics. And so. And uh, listener feedback. Yes. It's much appreciated. We want some listeners that feature on some episodes, maybe even just fans make a call yeah, in. Shout we'll outs. Play on the episode. I, I do want to say, let's get down to business here. I do want to say that we recently, if you haven't noticed, both Drunk Darius and I, me even worse, were very technologically illiterate. I, I really don't even know how to operate my phone and I've had it for like seven years. But... It's right there. Yeah. You had a phone for seven years. You definitely... Yeah, I'm still rocking the S7. I think there's like an S10 plus or something. Probably. Right Who knows? But anyways, um, we have a guy that's uh, kind of in the shadows that does some work yeah, for let's us. Give him a shout out. Yeah. Can we say his name? Uh, we'll just call him Brent. I don't know if he wants his full name okay. out, but... He did a lot for Brent this segment. Is, uh, I was going to get yeah. into that later. Yeah, he's he's helped us out a lot with some technical stuff. He actually designed our um, our, our thumbnail, our, our our picture logo, I guess. Poster art. Y- yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's very talented. He's helped us out a lot, and we'll we'll talk about it later too. But he also helped us with our page. So we used to have just like a Facebook group. Now we have an actual page, and it's awesome. We've had it for a week, not even a week, and we're posting stuff on there. It's a lot better than our previous page, so yeah, go check it out. It's easier to advertise. Yes, on there too. yes, and you can actually post stuff as Joe Blow Horror Show. We've got quite a few likes and fans on there already, so make sure, please, go to Joe Blow Horror Show on Facebook, like our page, yeah, just follow search us. It. I, it won't be too hard to find. Yeah, yep. It'll pop if you type in Joe Blow Horror Show. Obviously, all separate words. It'll come up. Um, and then make sure if you do go check out the horror, uh, March horror movie madness, uh, bracket challenge and fill that out too. So, but yeah, we are looking, email us Joe blow horror show at, at gmail.com, yep. Facebook, Twitter. I promise we are going to start doing some Twitter twatter stuff as well, but yeah, we want some fan, uh, response. We see you guys over and I mean, we got tons of. Uh, Canadians and Americans, but I just find it crazy that we have like Australians and and Europeans follow us. I want to hear from you guys. Let us know. Pristine worldwide, wide, 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 wide. 
let us know if there's a certain movie. We got to do some uh, some kind of challenge where our fans can pick uh, like a couple movies or something from us. So. Yeah. But also while I'm at it, I feel like a, a, a cheap whore saying this, but please go on iTunes, five star, give us a rating, help us get found a little bit more. I did search us in Stitcher, and we are a little bit further down the list than I would want, but not as far as a couple podcasts I listen to. Who so listens to Stitcher? I listen. Stitcher is the app that I. You don't do iTunes. My, no. Well, um, I own my work phone is an iPhone, but my personal phone. Oh is yeah, not. I didn't even think about that. I no. don't even have iTunes on a non-iPhone. Yep, that's right. Privileged. So, that's white privilege yeah. right there. <laughs> Oh, sweet titties and balls. Let's get into it. Do you have anything before we get rocking into horror happenings? Any anything crazy this week? Um, this week's gone by really fast. I no, I have the nothing two weeks, to I say. say. Actually, yeah, usually we take a little bit more time, even though this is. Well, it's actually been two weeks. It's like two weeks to the day since we last. I know. Did a podcast, but we were like talking about doing this one last week, and you know, life got in the way, so. I was a little uh, surprised. I was like, man, it doesn't feel like it, but it's been two weeks. So we're going to hop into horror happenings. Get your news fix on here. Uh, The first thing I will say is a correction. Uh, Last week I talked about Three from Hell coming out. They did have it advertised as a Halloween release date, and that doesn't look like it's happening anymore. So scratch that. Three from Hell is not coming out on Halloween. I always get a little bit worried when they push back the release date. Like, what are the problems with it? Yeah, but it's it's better that they're they fix it wanting to. Well, and I don't even know that was an official release date. Actually. Oh yeah, I mean that's my fault too for not looking it up and finding out as well. So, but that's the correction I have. Drunk Darius, you have a couple more, and I do. So why don't you get into uh, Bloom House? Yes, sir. Blum. Blumhouse or Bl- I call Blumhouse. Bloom? Blumhouse? No, it is Blumhouse. Uh Blumhouse is remaking The Craft, the 90s movie, which has a bunch of famous actresses in it that got bigger later. We did, Yeah. We talked about that a little bit, like Robin Tooney or Tony. Did we already talk about this? Not, no, not the remake. But uh, we did talk about The Craft. The Craft. It's a good movie. I like it. I feel like it's almost more directed towards women, which is good, but it's a yeah. good movie. But they're remaking it, even though I think it still holds up. But we'll I see how honestly good it haven't is. seen the old one in quite a while. So. It had the chick from uh, Scream, right? Uh, I think so. I can't even think. Uh, of Nev Campbell. Yes. Yeah, Nev Campbell, Robin Tunney or Tooney, and the chick from Bones. That, I think that's the Robin Tunney. T- yeah, Tooney. and then it had a. The, oh, the girl from Waterboy. I forget her name. She's been in a ton of stuff. Oh, yeah. She always kind of plays like the dirty that. girl. Kinda. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. She's just a. Anyways. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And. Not into goth chicks, but yeah, she. In both Waterboy and The Craft was. Yep. She was kind of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're remaking Child's Play, which is Chucky. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Mark Hamill is yes. gonna voice him, which is uh, Luke Skywalker. Yep. 
I don't know how that's going to go. I know. Part of me is a little nervous, but you and me aside, it seems like 99% of horror fans and people that listen to our podcast are also huge Star Wars fans. So I have a feeling overall this is going to be a positive. But Well, hopefully, but they also might be overhyped to just from his name. Power. Right. And I don't really know him from any kind of voice work. I don't know him really from anything other uh, than Star Wars. <laughs> Star yeah. Wars, yeah. Guy's like 65 years old, and I can name the three Star Wars movies he was in. And I don't know the voice actor from um, Chucky, if he did anything else, but he did good at Chucky. He's pretty pretty good, scary voice. So I don't know if Mark Hamill's going to try to change his voice some to make it seem more uh, intimidating. I would assume he's going to put his own little spin on it. Right. I mean, it, it's that's it's kind of the whole thing as far as, as remakes. Are you making a remake or a reboot? Are you trying to mimic the original or make it your own? So I'd hope that he's trying to make it his own. Yeah, hopefully. But all right, so. my next two are quotes. But, all well, right. I'll, I'll jump in with one here. We'll go back and forth. Flippy floppy. The Grudge reboot. Have you heard about this yet? No. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, or a couple shows ago, I should okay. say. It is an actual reboot, and it has now been confirmed. It is set in America, which is a big difference, because obviously this was a remake of a Japanese... I think it was Japanese. It was movie. Japanese. Yeah, The Grudge was. Well, the ori- it was... Juan. Yeah. Yeah. And was the original filmed in Japan? Not the original, but the American one. With Sir one. Michelle Gellar. Yeah. It might have been. I think it, I was, think it was, actually. Yeah. But this one's set in America. Um, I will say that, you know, as much as some people are, you know, looking at this a little sideways, wondering how it's going to work, the main writer behind it is Jeff Bueller, and he is responsible for Bueller. the new... Bueller. Yeah, Bueller. He's responsible for the new Pet Cemetery, but he also did Mid- Midnight Meat Train, so, I mean, this guy's got some horror chops under him, so... Yeah. We'll see. I mean... I heard the new Pet Cemetery is getting pretty good reviews. Is it? Oh, I'm... I'm I don't know. That's one of those movies. Normally, I'm... I'm the exact opposite as far as most people where I'm like, remake? Fuck yeah, do it up. Redo a movie? I don't give a shit. But this is one of those I saw when I was way too young and it kind of terrified me, so... Dude, it was terrifying. Holds, holds a little special... But it was not... Spot my heart. Well produced compared to today's standards, I don't think. I think an update would be good. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I like Jason Clark quite a bit, so even though the last horror movie he was in was... Winchester, and I don't even want to talk about how bad that was. So clearly, this one sounds like it's already better. So. It's an abomination. It was some. Um, what do uh, you got? All right. So apparently, some high school kids did a play, and they. Oh yeah, I saw that. Or was it a play or a movie? No, it was a it was a play. Yeah, they did a play, redoing uh, Alien. Mm-hmm. And both Ridley Scott and Sigourney Weaver came out praising it. Yeah, I saw that. It was pretty cool. Did you see the play? No, I didn't. But no. I did see that. Um, I, I did see a similar article to what you're saying. And Sigourney Weaver was, was kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I've yet to see Alien. but so You have not seen Alien? 
that being said, so I'm pretty impressed that a bunch of high schoolers have seen it. I know it's like a horror classic. It is. Oh, man. We're going to cover that on the show 100%, but I think we're going to get another like 10 episodes deep before we tackle a I think Sigourney Weaver like is the OG badass the female, female lead. Yeah. Yep. People always talk about like Wonder Woman and stuff. Like, no way. Sigourney Weaver. I saw something too where it was like Sigourney Weaver versus uh, uh, Linda Hamill. You know, so what's Linda Hamill from another name? Uh, Terminator. Oh yeah, yeah. So you've got um, um, two chick badasses. Yeah, you you've got oh, what the hell is Sigourney Weaver's? I'm drawing a blank right now, but yeah, you've got Alien versus Terminator. Ripley. You got Susan Ripley, Ripley or versus whatever Sarah versus Connor. Sarah Connor. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. So Terminator is a horror movie. It's a slasher. You think so? Yeah. At least the original, probably. Fact. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, the next one I have. Okay, so this one isn't really horror, but I had to put this on because anybody that is in my generation is probably, like, just complete nostalgia over this. But they're remaking Masters of the Universe, <laughs> which is He-Man. Um, so it was an awesome cartoon I grew up with. And then there was a really cheesy movie with Dolph Lundgren, and they're remaking it. So... I don't know, not not horror, but maybe some horror elements or something in it. You think so? Yeah, it could be. I mean, if you think about yeah. it. So. That's all I had. I just wanted to shout that out because I know that there's people out there that are like, whoa, really? I don't have to check that out. Well, there you go. You're not horror news of the day. Nice. All right, I got one more. Okay. As if there wasn't a reason to like Jordan Peele enough. Oh, boy. He came out and said that Michael Myers is his favorite villain in a horror movie. Really? It's like... Way, way to divide everybody. <laughs> what? Divide everybody? Yeah. Who, who's better? Well, Jason. I don't know. Yeah. That's what your two camps are. You've either got Halloween or Friday. Or uh, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, you got Freddy Krueger too. But I would, still, I would say even above those two. Yeah. You've got... I would say it's probably Halloween and Friday kind of tied, and then you've got Friday or uh, Nightmare. Friday. Nightmare, and then um, (laughs) maybe like uh, Pinhead and Chucky and Texas Chainsaw They're all kind of in the same. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. The next one I have is I'm a huge fan of Black Mirror. And some of it's horror, some of it's not, some of it's questionable. Oh, man, I haven't done the new one on Netflix. So you got to, like, pick your own. Oh, Bandersnatch? I haven't either. I need to. But, yeah, go on. But the season five is there's no actual release date yet. You know how Netflix works is, you know, we could wake up tomorrow morning and season five's out. Right. But um, last I read within the last few days is it's getting very close. So Cool. Is it going to be, like, the original ones? Well, like a different episode every time. Yes, it's an anthology. Yeah. Yep, yep. I think the first two or three seasons were British, and then Netflix bought them and pumped out two or whatever. American. I think there's yeah. some British ones too. I yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Because they still use some of the actor or the uh, directors and, yeah. and whatnot. The main guy that's behind it. So, uh, yeah. Is that? Are you done? Do you have any more? 
Um, what we do in the shadows came out finally. The fine, yeah. I, I haven't seen it yet, but it's sitting on my DVR. I haven't either. But I, I did see an article that said why what we do in the shadows is perfect for TV. So cool. And I saw a trailer TV. for it, and it was like a lot of the same shit that was in the movie. Mm-hmm. But kind of, I did it, see like a little snippet of a, of a commercial, like five seconds. It was it was hilarious. It's nice so fucking funny. Like uh, leave me alone to do my bidding. What are you bidding on? A table on eBay, or it's like why wouldn't you, why do you fuck virgins? Like. Well, would you eat a sandwich if you knew someone had fucked it first? <laughs> or not fuck virgins, <laughs> eat virgins. Yeah. But I think yeah. some of those same lines are in that show. But maybe it kind of brings people to the table that haven't seen the movie. And it also brings people that have yeah. seen the movie. Yeah. No, it, it's... I, I was surprised I waited so long before I saw it. So I'm still waiting for werewolves. Yeah, that's right. The little teaser that you got in the... the extra movies so the next one uh two i have are just real quick ones but uh the official trailer is out for scary stories to tell in the dark i've been seeing on twitter some actual just randos tweeting about this some of the main celebrities i follow like burt kreischer and And you never read this did you read what scary stories see in the dark no or to read in the dark no i have a copy of it in my room right now no shit i don't know if there's a it's probably a few a lot of people are excited so i mean it is what it is the last thing i saw is really recent in the last couple days um i don't know what to think about it but there's a netflix original coming out here soon it's called the silence i think there is a trailer out for it now and i obviously is if, if you've listened to the show before you know i don't watch trailers but i do read a little bit uh it to me it sounds like a quiet place ripoff. I, I mean, mean Bird Box? No, a quiet place. I know. I'm saying Bird Box is a quiet place ripoff. No, this one is literally about creatures that prey on sound. Yeah. So I mean that you know, Bird Box is is it's sight. Yes, technically it can be not even close to that. And when this is about alien creatures that prey on sound, I'm yeah. like that is fucking exactly but Bird Box. Or not Bird Box. How many place. zombie movies have been out? Yeah, but zombie is... How many found a, footage movies have yeah, been out? Yeah, but zombie is an actual genre, like well, slasher. Well, this is going to be a new genre. Okay, you can't have a genre about creatures that hunt on sound. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe you could, but let's, I mean... Let's, we'll, we're, we're starting it right now. We're splitting hair. Yeah. Let's call them uh, sound bees. This is going to be my, my next worst... It's a sound freaking, bee movie. Oh, God. <laughs> Dappy something, yeah. All of a sudden, I mean, we're seeing less and less like mummy and and werewolf movies, and we're seeing more. It's like, oh, we got our fifth movie of uh, aliens at hunt on sound coming out in twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh God, wouldn't that be something? It'll I should. Happen. Nobody should bitch about the fucking genres and creature features we're seeing right now. If that's gonna be the case, so. But that's all I got for horror happenings. One more. Oh snap! Drunk Darius is is on his. Uh, this one's a literal quote from Stephen King. Literal. And it really ties into our discussion today. Oh snap! It says, "How about a movie where Mary Poppins turns out to be a serial killer? Think how exciting that would be. The umbrella could have like a machete, machete inside." Machete. I, I did see that. 
and there's if, if if you go check out YouTube, there's a bunch of like trailers for regular movies that people have redone to make them seem yes. like horror movies, and they are fucking hilarious. Did you watch the trailer that I posted on our page? God, you... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not never on. You are never... You're on your phone 24-7, but you don't have time to check our own damn page. Um, At our break, I'm going to make you watch it. All right. All and right. we're going to talk about it. First thing, with, we start part two of because it's, it's awesome. It's hilarious. So I'll check it out. All right, that wraps up horror happenings. Next up... Oh, man. Drunk Darius, you broke my heart when you told me you didn't prepare for this next discussion topic. I thought this one was going to oh, be so I, good. Oh, I, I thought about it. I just didn't write anything down before, but I'm ready for God. it. God, you texted me like an hour ago asking what our discussion topic is again. So we'll see. You better, you better, you better pull something out of your ass. After that grinder date, I'm sure you got a little something extra you can pull out of something out of my ass. Okay. Calm down. All right. <laughs> okay, discussion topic. It's a long one, so so bear with me. Top five non-horror movies that could be remade into a good horror movie. And we talked about this before. Like, um, Oh, did we? Better watch out. We didn't talk about it on oh, here. Yes. Okay, yeah, so this is a good... Yeah, I, I know what you're going to say. This is a good... Example because neither of us use what you're gonna say. Yes. So go ahead. Better watch out, which came out last year, I think, or two thousand seventeen. Two years ago. And it's basically uh, Home Alone, but a horror Home Alone. Like, if you think about it, Macaulay Culkin is kind of a psychopath, right? In that, and that's basically what Better Watch Out is. And then you brought up something else. What was the other movie you were talking about? Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day, which is a uh, Happy Death Day, or uh, yeah. is that what it's called? Happy, yeah, Happy yeah, Death Happy Day, Death Day yep. is basically Groundhog Day, but with a horror element. You know, she yep. keeps getting murdered. And there's a new show on Netflix called Russian Doll. I've yeah, I've heard that's pretty solid. It's pretty funny, but it, it's not horror at that's all. Okay. No. But she, could be. she keeps dying. Like, in every episode, she dies and comes back and relives the same day. Thanks for spoiling it, because I haven't seen it. Well, I mean, you'll figure that out in the first episode. <laughs> gotcha. But, all right, let's get into it. Well, I'm going to go first, because I think I did mine a little bit different from yours. Okay. And I saved my number one, so there's a method to my madness, because people are probably like, what the fuck does this even mean, top five bullshit that can be whatever but i'll explain where this came from here when i get to my number one so my number five is austin powers in gold member so yeah, okay explain <laughs> yeah so so hear me out first off i will say that one of the all-time most funny movies in my opinion ever is any of the austin powers and i remember watching gold member um because it is the third out of the series, and it's particular with uh, Fat Bastard. Get in my belly. It, although he is in the second one, he shines in the the. I think he, yeah, I think the third one. Is the I don't remember. I wasn't allowed to watch those as a child. Oh man, as a child, I was in college when I was watching these. <laughs> but anyways, I remember uh, I watched this. Oh, 
last no two years ago I uh, I watched this and I just remember sitting there like thinking how dark this is when you think about everything. I mean, obviously all these movies are a play on the James Bond movies, but then <laughs> you've got Fat Bastard who is this huge like massive mountain of a Scottish man, and he's you know talking about eating mini me and it, 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 I was like. Just mm. as I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty dark," and it could easily turn into like one of those like Tucker versus Dale, or Tucker and Dale versus Evil kind of like comedy horrors kind of thing. So my movie for next week could almost be this, but all right, all right, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's my number five. Okay, Austin uh, Powers and Gold Member, mainly due to Fat Bastard. What's your number five? My number five isn't one movie, but a whole genre. And that's rom-coms. It's just romantic comedies. <laughs> All right. In every single one of these, the girl tells the guy to fuck off. And then he yep. keeps pursuing her. He's standing outside her window. Stalker slasher. Yeah. Strumming like, a guitar. Yes. That kind of yep. stuff. Like if that in real life would be terrifying but in those movies they make it sound so romantic which i think is a problem with a lot of young people think that's how you serenade or seduce a woman if she tells you no just keep in all those movies there's no such thing as a restraining order yes they just keep (laughs) creeping on them like no that's not how it works at all i think was it the gift wasn't like that was it no he bullied that kid yeah you what are you talking about? The are you talking about the good son or the gift? You said bolted. We had this discussion earlier. There's two of the gifts. There's a gift that just came out last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but that that's not a rom com. Or he's mad at that dude because he bullied him or something. That's not. But anyways, any romantic comedy like what that John Cusack one where he's holding up the stereo above his head outside her window. Like, oh yeah. In real life. The cops are going to come, and you're going to get arrested. But all right, that's my number five. Oh, yeah. And not to go off topic, but it's funny, too, is because my wife, a.k.a. Drunk Darius' sister, always watches crap like, I don't even know, The Bachelor or whatever. Yeah. He's like, oh, why can't you be romantic like that? And I was like, give me a break. They're in the honeymoon period. I was like, you don't even remember all the flowers. And the Bachelor, the dude's dating like twenty girls, like at a time. Yeah, yeah no, that's. Uh, anyways, I'll get on to my number four. Okay, so number four for me, and this one's gonna be probably seem like the strangest, but if you think about it, um, well, I'm just gonna get into it. Number four for me is Beauty and the Beast, and this is the original 1991 animated Disney. Um, cartoon. That's a good one, actually. Okay, so hear me out. Because if you think about it, there's quite a few Disney ones that have really messed up. Like, if you think about it, like, Pinocchio is a good one, too. I mean, you basically got this, like, possessed wooden doll that's, you know, I mean. Dude. Or, or like, Rapunzel, where she's, like, kept, held hostage. Okay, first of all, uh... We have this creepy dude at work. He looks like a fat Robert England. <laughs> you know Robert England as a Freddy, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, God dang it, Freddy. 
Yes, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. And oh, dare all, me. all the Mexicans at work call him Geppetto because he looks little boys. <laughs> oh, God. Also, <laughs> I, could, I could go on about that. But uh, also, a lot of Disney movies are based off old fairy tales. Yes, and old fairy tales, are, like if you actually read the original ones, are really dark backstories. Like yeah. uh, Little Red Riding well, Pinocchio Hood is a good one too. Yes. Actually. Pinocchio. But, yeah, Rapunzel, I mean, that really is a good one. Sleeping Beauty. Yes, exactly. So yeah. I like this one a lot, actually. Yeah, they're they're based upon a lot of uh, was it the Brothers Grimm? Yeah, like they don't end how right. how Disney portrays them. They end. Yeah, no, I didn't even think about it, but yeah, the what was the other one you just said? Um, Beauty and the Beast. No, the one that you said. Oh, uh, Sleeping Beauty. Oh, what? Little Red Riding Hood. What's the one where the they use breadcrumbs and then Little um, Red Riding Hood? Well, and then there's the grandma that yeah. she ends up baking them. Is that Little Red Riding Hood? No, that's Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel, yes. But I don't know if that's they did make a Disney, movie about that. Yeah. I don't know if it's Disney, but that's yeah. messed up too. But no, the reason I chose uh, Beauty and the Beast is this movie came out in 1991, so I was young. I was like first grade or second grade or something like that and i, I was, was being born yeah you were you were being born <laughs> um so i was really young and i remember watching this i don't remember watching this but i was told when i did watch this the first time as a kid i was like scared of it and then you know obviously kids my age or my kids at the age they're at um I, i've seen a lot of these recently and if you think about it like man that'd be a great creature feature because you're basically it's basically a werewolf movie with possessed like teapots and clocks and shit like that so you know it would be you know I, and I did see that they did recently remake this into like a live action movie with Emma Watson yeah Emma Hermione Watson Granger. whatever but I'm talking the, the old school one like keep it a uh, uh, an animated one what do they call that like a uh, anime or manga or manga or whatever i don't, I don't, I don't watch that that's stuff different that's i mean but it's like you, you it could be an animated horror yeah whatever the hell those are called that'd be cool so no that that one uh beauty and the beast i watched that with my kids not all that long ago it's kind of and a, i was like man that'd be a good one you got possessed little freaking kitchen items and a werewolf basically it's kind of a classic uh, like frankenstein story where the beast isn't really the bad guy, the real mm-hmm. monsters are the humans. The actual humans, yeah. 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 So that's my number four. Cool. All right. My number four is Donnie Darko. Oh, it's been a long time since I saw that movie. And it's already pretty dark as it is, yeah. that movie. But it's not really horror. And yeah. there's a character in it called Frank the Bunny, which we end up finding out who Frank the Bunny is, but it's kind of like this creepy bunny. Like they could have easily turned it into like straight up this as the main yeah. slasher killer. Otherwise, I don't have anything else to say about it. it. It's there already is some scary parts about it, but it's not necessarily horror. honestly. It's been so long, I can't remember what it's about, but I know I've seen it. It's interesting. Okay, my number three is Planet of the Apes, similar to the last one. When I watched these old school ones with Charlton Heston, they scared me as a kid. 
and obviously watching those ones now where it's ooh, doesn't hold up to what I remember it as a kid the old ones I, I still can appreciate them and like them the newer ones are awesome and then there's one in between with Marky Mart yes I have that one and I actually like that one quite a bit too me too but um, either way I guess in general it's a really dark tale it's kind of a post-apocalyptic tale science gone yeah wrong kind of thing and i think that it, it's really not all that far off from no it just if it just went a little darker a little yeah. darker and more you could i mean it's a it's an ultimate creature feature if you think about it yeah i like it you know i mean it's it's what we came from when it's like kind of takes a political commentary social commentary about so, yeah. how we treat mm-hmm. other animals like what if aliens came today? We'd basically be monkeys to them. Pretty, you know? yeah, pretty So what if the monkeys turned on us? It could be. I see what you're saying. Do you, do you listen to Joe Rogan? Yeah. Okay. If you don't listen to Joe Rogan podcast, Joe Rogan experience, there's a couple episodes where after listening to them, it will make your appreciation of any of the Planet of the Apes movies greatly. It, it'll greatly affect how, how you see the movie in a good way. Because the way that man talks about a chimpanzee or a gorilla, I mean, just like he's like, oh, they're just like steel frame with muscles wrapped around them. They're so strong and powerful. And he talks about like meeting a chimp that that's like a hundred pound chimp. But I mean, if you think about it, they do pull ups all fucking day. It'll they're just straight muscle. Have and you seen a shaved chimpanzee? Chimpanzee? Uh uh-uh. uh creepy as fuck but you can oh. see all their muscles way yeah. more defined oh oh shaved, shaved. yeah yes shaved. no i thought you yeah no a hairless chimp yeah that's what he talks about he talks about getting a hug from this like 80 or 100 pound chimp and he's like just the the strength in those things just unreal so they will rip your face off oh fuck yeah so that's my number three okay my number three is cropsy even though i shit on this movie before I think they made it into an actual horror movie. You did a deep dive on this. Yeah. They made it into a horror movie. Be good. I know they did make one. Oh, I forget what it's called. About a killer named Cropsy. No. It was a Harvey Weinstein movie, actually, because this is is a. Was it him, like, banging, like, Angelina Jolie? I don't know. No, he was just (laughs) out there, like. I don't know. But apparently it's a big thing on the East Coast. Like, w- over here we have... Uh, Bill Cosby? I don't know. We don't have any, like, creepy mm. mysteries over here. But they did make a movie about, like, a campground killer at a some at a summer camp. Oh, what is it called? Something about fire. But I think uh, if they made Cropsy like a, a found footage movie where these yeah. document. Well, why don't you explain to everyone what Cropsy is? Okay, so Cropsy is in, I don't know, it's like New York or Long Island or something. Not Long Island. Satan Island? What's it Staten. called? Okay, it's Staten. Okay. Satin Island? Staten Island. <laughs> but. It's these. It's a documentary about how they used to always hear this story of this killer named Cropsy that took these little kids, and then the do, the 
God is making the documentary. Goes back and like goes to this island where there used to be old mental institution that got shut down after Reagan era, and he kind of ties these stories about this killer that was killing little kids to this actual killer that clearly was kidnapping and killing little kids. And he said he's Cropsy, even though like he there was. Cropsy wasn't a real person. This was just a pedophile murderer. But I think if they remade it as like a found footage where they, they're shooting a documentary and then all of a sudden they start to get picked off. I don't know. Yeah. It'd be good. All right. Well, we'll, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I, I look back at the notes. Uh, episode seven is when Drunk Darius is deep dive into Cropsy. So go ahead and check that out if you want a little bit more information on that number two for me i almost didn't put this on because my friends make fun of me particularly my one buddy we're gonna have to get him on here um i'm not gonna mention him by name just yet but he's he's the only other guy that really i know that is into horror kind of hardcore um and nobody can understand why i like this movie but it's battlefield earth have you seen it yeah, it's a terrible Scientology movie. Scientology? Hey, you didn't know that? I didn't. It's it's based off of like a Scientology, like uh You mean their L. Ron story. Hubbard? Yeah. It, oh, who man, who's the main guy in it? Uh John Travolta yeah. and Forrest Whitaker. John Travolta Barry Pepper. Is a big Scientologist. This is a no kidding. somewhat this about is an Scientology. Old, old, old movie. I guess I so I've done a lot more research into Scientology recently, but I haven't seen this movie in probably like five years. Yeah. But no, I love this movie. It's it's, it's, it's a really bad, fun movie. Though. Yeah, like, it is bad. If it just a short synopsis, I'm surprised you heard of it because I know a lot of people. I only know of it because of Scientology. Scientology, yeah. Um, it's it's a post-apocalyptic movie. Uh, I mean, basically, you have. <laughs> Uh, Forrest Whitaker and John Travolta play aliens. They're similar to humans. They're a lot bigger, and their faces kind of look like Klingons from Star Wars yeah. or Star Trek or whatever. Doesn't that one of them have dreads? Yeah, they have. I think they both have dreads or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I just think this. I like this movie as it is, as far as sci-fi. Because I'm a huge sci-fi, even though I don't like Star Trek and Star Wars. Um, I'm a huge sci-fi guy, but I think this movie is really close to drawing that line between you know what's sci-fi and what's horror because it really does have the post-apocalyptic elements and I've, I've talked I feel like at length on me and post-apocalyptic movies and I like them quite a bit uh, I just think that this one is is could be remade because it's a really good story I mean you can say it's your tired you know, alien, post-apocalyptic, whatever yeah. story. But, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's a little bit unique because it does take place so far in the future, you know, as far as the, the when they take over Earth or whatever. But Battlefield Earth, if you haven't heard of it and you do like sci-fi movies, you can give it a shot. I think it is a late 90s, early 2000s release. So don't go in expecting... You know, phenomenal CGI and oh, it's a terrible whatever. movie, but oh, it's I worth like a it. watch. It's like a Waterworld to me. 
Oh, I, you don't like Waterworld? I love Waterworld, oh, I love actually. Waterworld. I heard they're remaking that, too. Oh, man. I don't know if you can remake that without Kevin Costner, but... Oh, well, he might be in it. Who knows? Yeah, he could be. He could be. So, no, Battlefield Earth, I love it. Post-apocalyptic, so that gets me right away. But, I mean, it could a little bit make a little bit darker. It could be pretty solid, so... I don't think it is a Scientology movie. I think it's based off of L. Ron Hubbard book. Okay, yeah, that may be what it is, then. So, like, it has nothing to do with the actual Yeah, religion. I mean, Barry Pepper basically plays this, like... I don't even know. I mean, the humans at that point are damn near cavemen. So he plays this person that can be turned into uh, or trained. You know, they have this um, system where they can put, like, someone in. It's almost like 28 Days Later where they put him in this thing and they just show him, like, a bunch of shit on a TV screen. And he can get trained into how, you know, the history of the world and airplanes and all that kind of stuff. So, All right. No, that was... Battlefield Earth was my number two. What do you got? Uh, my number two is almost similar to my number one, as it's about a bunch of kids. But it's uh, The Sandlot. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's almost oh, Cujo. Sh- Surprising. <laughs> didn't, didn't expect that. Yes. yes. Uh, it's kind of like Cujo, but then they have, like, the kids camping out in that tree it is a house. Good one, yeah. And maybe there could be something supernatural about it. Or maybe the way they portrayed killer. that dog and everything. I mean, it was pretty... There it, were parts where that were pretty scary. It's basically a slasher. And, yeah. But with the dog turning out to be an okay dog at the end. Could you believe that movie is, is what taught me what a s'more is? S'more what? S'more. You know, s'more. S'more what? S'more. You, you're s'more. <laughs> yeah, I can believe that, you Canadian fuck. What, you, you don't have s'mores in, in Canada? Nah, not until I saw that movie, I guess. <clears throat> fuck, yeah, I guess I can believe it. Yeah, no, that, that that's a good one. I, I can totally see that. That dog was pretty terrifying. I don't know when it came out, though. And it was the same Bernard, so the exact same. As Cujo? It could have even been the same acting dog as Cujo. Well, I mean, they had several dogs in Cujo, but it yeah. could have been the same dogs. And they had James Old Jones. Yep. Who, I want to do my eulogy. Hopefully I die right. first. Yeah, and, yep, there you go, knock on wood. But, you know, <laughs> Cujo also had the guy in the dog suit, so, I mean, maybe he was one that played maybe, the dog in San Juan. Maybe, I don't know. Could have been. He's a good dog actor. He was. They're hard to come by these days. Oh, yeah. It's it's hard to look good in a St. Bernard dog outfit and ram your head into the side of a car door, but... Right on. All right. What do you got? What's your number one? Okay. My number one. So, the the whole story on why I chose this as a discussion topic stems to... When I was in college, it's not so much now, and, and... you know, I, I thought about this for a while as, as far as how to tie this into a discussion topic. But then just the last week, I was thinking, like, man, why did I have all these messed up dreams? It was probably because I was drunk like five, six nights a week in college. But when I was in college, I had the most vivid and crazy dreams ever. Like, I, I could write a storybook on some of the dreams I had that um, was so fucked up. So when you pass out from drinking... It's not real sleep. It's like you're being put under like anesthetics. So when you do sleep sober, you have like really crazy dreams. I 
I don't know. You got crazy dreams when you're sober? Because you're not really sleeping when you're passed out. So when you go to sleep yeah, but when you're sober, it, these, it's like a backup. Like, I was never so sober in college. That's a thing. Okay. I had these I dreams know. when I was in college. When you were drunk? Yeah. Well, oh. I mean, just when I was in college. But yeah. I mean, you know, who am I kidding? I was drunk more than I was sober in college. But anyways, one of the dreams I had, <clears throat> and I actually had this multiple times, and I guess like stepbrothers came out. I, I think I was like technically not in college anymore. I don't know. When did Step Brothers come out? Like 2010, maybe? Was it that new? That had to have been at the tail end of my. I'm going to look this up real quick here because it's if, if my years are off, I'm going to have to explain. Right on. Because I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> it's not like I was a loser, drunk. Um, okay, Step Brothers, 2008. Okay, that makes sense. Step Brothers came out in 2008, and so I was technically out of college, but I still lived in my college town, and I still hung out with all my buddies, so I was still a professional alcoholic at this time. But anyways, I had multiple dreams of this movie, so if if you've never seen Step Brothers, just pause this podcast, go watch it. It's not horror, but it's one of the best comedies of all time. I already quoted it earlier. (laughs) Was it Pristine? Oh, yeah, Prestige. Prestige. So, Brennan's brother is Derek is an absolute asshole in this movie. Adam Scott. Yeah, I love Adam Scott. But in this movie, he's just a fucking prick. And I had multiple dreams where I was a part of Step Brothers, like just kind of, you know, off to the side and we'd all hang out, but I never had a name and I could never see myself, if that makes sense. Like, I'd always just be right, like, like the scene where they're, you know, in his bedroom and he's showing him his katana that Randy right. <laughs> signed, like I was sitting on the bed next to them. So I had multiple dreams where we were trying to get Derek out of the picture and we like fucking killed him. Like, I had bunch of dreams where we would just kill him in different ways we buried him in the backyard Man, and we really hated this we, we took yeah we took him out on um on uh, dr doback's boat and we drowned him so i was like thinking i was like god that would be like that'd be a sweet horror movie it'd be like the best horror comedy ever so i've thought about that you know for years ago so that's why this whole you know top five horror movies or movies that could be remade in horror movies came about because i had a bunch of dreams of myself living in the stepbrothers universe in a horror movie thing and it, they're all about killing Derek because he was such an asshole do you have a Derek in real life am i Derek? is this <sighs> is this something you've been thinking about if, if i told you should i protect myself <laughs> I, yeah i was gonna say i could tell you anyways because then it'd foil my plan so yeah, just keep on doing what you're doing. You're still here, so it's kind of like a super dark times. That was a good movie. Which I don't know if that's. I would, I would say that's horror. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I would say too. Someone gets murdered. I'm not gonna give anything away. It's a good movie. Go watch it. But the the man, the first half and the second half are like polar opposites. It's crazy. Like how one of the certain characters yeah yeah it's good uh hey, that'd be a good one to chat about oh have you show. seen uh i am not a serial killer no i haven't you've told me 10 times i you need gotta to watch that God, movie i almost put that on this list but it's close enough to horror already yeah. that i did not put it on there yeah well that was my number one all right my number one step brothers 
is an obvious, and it is... Is it? Stand By Me. Oh, okay. It was funny because when you, when you started talking about... Um, Super Dark Times, I was going to just reference Stand By Me because that's kind of what it is. Yeah, it is. And it, it's, it's kind of funny. what it is. Like a Summer of 84 is kind of Stand By Me-ish. Yeah. Uh, it's, or not Stranger Things, so that's Supernatural. But Stand By Me, there's like a mean bully older kid that could be a murderer. Mm-hmm. They find a dead body. It's a Stephen King movie. Yeah. Just four kids riding on their bikes on an adventure, and then solid, scary things happen. Love it. Stand by me. I haven't seen that. It's been too long. Do you have any uh, honorable, honorable mentions? mentions? I do not really. Okay, I have one. I was gonna put on as a joke. What's that? Uh, the Shining. <laughs> like I know so it's rich. like a boring, slow drama, but. Yeah. There is some horror points to it to where if it really tried, it could be a horror movie, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I know everyone uh, loves this Shining. It's so you're, fucking you're, boring. You're I've been to that this. hotel. When's the last time you saw Shining? Ooh, it's been, it's been a minute. Okay. We might have to read. I might stuff. have to, but it's just. But save it for the show, though. Okay. Save it for the show. I'll save it for the show. No, fans. I guess I didn't really have any. Um, you know, a couple other ones, like there are some war movies that, um, you know, the, the one that comes to mind is Full Metal Jacket because that one is, is so like psychological. So it's I mean, pretty, full, it fucks your head up. Yeah. Too. I mean, there's almost two parts of it because you've got like the boot camp part with Vincent D'Onofrio and then you've got the private pile. Yeah, the part after that and, you know, psychological and, like, the way he acts when he's going crazy is almost like he's possessed. Yeah. You know, when he's toward his breaking point, I was like, it is almost like he's just, a, you know, possessed by a demon with the way his eyes look and yes. all that kind of stuff. So. And I thought about that, too. Like, uh, I thought maybe Schindler's List or yeah. something. Like, it's a bunch of horrific, like, Nazi movies that... Yeah. Just Overlord bit of a tone, already did tone it, shift, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so all awesome. Right. Well, that wraps up the discussion topic for episode seventeen. We are just gonna hop right into the first feature review, which is Drunk Darius's pick. Why did you pick the people under the stairs? Just out of curiosity. You okay. No, man. I'm pretty fucking far from okay. It's a it's a good one. It's a classic, and it definitely had to get talked about. Uh it's one of those that that is a classic that I haven't seen. That yeah. everyone talks about it, and I just heard about it recently again by that the d- new horror movie podcast. Yes, yes. Joel something. Yeah. And he's really high on it. This is number one pick. It's like, all right, I'll check it out. Was this the first time watch for you? I I kind of drunkenly saw it like over a year ago, so I don't I didn't remember a lot about sure. it. But okay, yeah, I guess that's the only reason. Like, I feel as someone who's into horror movies 
these it's my duty to check out all these old classics that yep. everyone else is so high on and that's you why know, I picked it, it is um this this one I had seen only a couple times before did you see when it first came out uh when it first came out when, 91 I was gonna say I didn't write down the year I better do that which is much uh, better than Jacob's Ladder which I don't know if we talked about they are remaking that yeah, it should be out pretty soon. No, uh, I saw this one probably when I was closer to fourth or fifth grade. But when I did first see it, it did scare the crap out of me. And I don't think I probably saw this after high school. I probably saw it a couple times, a few times uh, as a kid, but just never went out of my way after high school. I think we might have rented it actually uh, once, but... No, you, you said people under the stairs, and I was kind of excited. Um, you know, we'll see here if it held up for me and what your first time. Yep. We'll call it a first time view was. So, as you said, uh, it is 1991 movie. It is rated R. Clocks in at 102 minutes. This one was like almost the exact same on both IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think it got? Uh, well, on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm going to say 70, I don't know if it's the same. I'm going to say 55 on Rotten Tomatoes, a 5.5 IMDb. 6.4 IMDb and 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. So pretty close. It's crazy. It's crazy that they're so close. Usually Rotten Tomatoes is higher ranked. Yeah, it is. It is. I was, I was surprised with that. This was directed by Wes Craven. He really needs no introduction. But for those that don't know, he did A Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream. This was also written by Wes Craven as well, too. So uh, this one starred Brandon Quinton Adams, who was the uh, little kid, I guess, in it, the main character. Speaking of Sandlot, he was in Sandlot. It's kind of funny. He's that the we, pitcher. Was he the pitcher? No. The black or, kid? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was a pitcher. Okay. Yeah, so he was in Sandlot. I didn't know that, actually. Um, just said it. Yeah, so yeah, he, he's, he's, he's got quite a few other credits, I guess, but um, and this, Sandlot and Ghost in the Machine are the yeah. main ones yeah, you might know him from. This so. is kind of a progressive movie, as in the main character... Errs are African American yes. kids and yeah. Yeah, I guess for nineteen ninety one. Um and I guess it does kind of play with the storyline too though, because I mean you are talking about a extremely poor um family in the ghetto and exactly white yeah. privileged yes. family. Yeah. So uh it also stars Everett McGill who when I saw him just when I watched this the other night I was like god where the fuck do I know him from Um, because the last time I saw this obviously it didn't click but he is um, so he was the the I don't know the the father pop what do they call him the dad the man I guess the man in this Uh, mom and dad mom and dad yeah he was dad he was uh the reverend in silver bullet uh yeah and mom and dad were a couple on the TV show Twin Peaks. Yes, which I was it. Is it called Twin Peaks? Yes, yeah. I never saw because I think it came out the same year as Warren too. 
Okay, yeah, I, I did see that there in Twin Peaks together, but the old school ones. So, uh, Wendy Robbie or Roby was the woman. Um, oh, she's in anything. Yeah, not really. AJ Langer played Alice, and she wasn't really in anything. Ving Rhames. So this is an early role for Ving Rhames. So he was uh, Leroy in this uh, movie here. Um, funny thing, Ving Rhames actually has a decent amount of horror creds and to some people's chagrin he actually was captain Rhodes in the uh, day of the dead remake so that was the newer one okay that came out like 10 years ago or whatever not the not the og he's been in everything but yeah he, he was in jacob's ladder you see him you know who he is. yeah i know he's in jacob's ladder he's also the uh my son's favorite commercial arby's we have the meat Yes. That's Finn Rames' voice. He's also in Pulp Fiction. Yes, you were telling me about this. As Marcellus Wallace. Marcellus Wallace. Which is like the main gangster in it. And it also has a gimp in it. That he does not have a... Do you know what gimp means? Gimp? Yeah. Like someone miss, missing a No, no. So, in this movie, the... Dad wears a full black leather Yeah, like American suit. Horror Story style shit. Yes. Which also ties into this movie. But... Anyways, he... In Pulp Fiction, he does not have a good time with the Gimp. And... <laughs> it's like... Bruce Willis' character says, are you okay? He's like, I'm pretty fucking far from okay. Which is... You probably already heard that. On this. I did. Uh, yep. But also, the first season of American Horror Story is apparently basically this movie. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. I was wondering that when I saw that leather gown. The, it's a, called a gimp suit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense, and I, I can see American Horror Story first season in this kind of tying. I don't. I don't. I saw it, but I don't remember. Although I will say, I thought American Horror Story. Was better, Did better, yeah. Yeah, I agree too. Uh, the the one thing though, when I think of Ving Rhames, is him and Dawn of the Dead, the remake. So that's that's the one because I absolutely love that movie, two thousand four remake. Yeah, saw that in college, obsessed with it. So the last one, Sean Whalen played Roach. Ironically, I had to mention this because he is in Three from Hell. He is all he, he was in a couple Rob Zombie movies, H two. But he was also in uh, Death House, so I've recognized him, but I don't, I, I couldn't yeah. tell you what he, what character he played in what movie. The funny thing is, he's supposed to be a teenager in this movie. He's like twenty seven years old when this filmed. He's all gums. <laughs> is yeah. he supposed to be a teenager or? in the movie? Yeah, he's supposed to be a teenager in the movie. But okay, twenty seven. So, um, the I guess. Not much for the trivia, but, I mean, if you want to talk about how Wes Craven got this crazy story, it was based off of a real event where he he read a story of a couple that got arrested because they had, like, their kids locked up in the basement. I mean, this shit kind of happens all the time, really, but it was based off of a true event. Wes Craven kind of turned into a movie. And apparently there is a remake in the works, according to IMDb. So we'll see, but you know, there's a lot of stuff on, on IMDb that can't be trusted. So 
we'll have to play it by ear, I guess. But that's all I got. He, I think he was supposed to be Roach. Now that I think about it, I think he was supposed to be fifteen-ish in the movie, and he was like twenty-seven, so he's like double age. But yeah, he, he looks like a kid now. Yeah. When they're all, all the people under the stairs, they're, they're kind of like and they look like zombies from the original Dawn of the Dead. Like spoiler alert: they are all kidnapped. So who knows how long they've been down there? Yeah. So, all right, let's uh, get into the people under the stairs, nineteen ninety-one. All right, so the movie starts out with Ruby reading tarot cards. Is that how you say it? Tarot. Tarot cards to our main guy, Fool. Fool, yep. Is what he goes by, but his, his real name is Poindexter, which is worse. I'd rather go by Fool. Yeah. yeah. Fool's almost even cool. But she's telling him that he's the Fool, and we see uh, the Fool card, tarot card, and... The character on it is almost walking off the cliff, but if he goes back, then he's going to walk into the sun. They're like, well, he's going to fall off the cliff and die, but if he goes back to the sun, he's going to die too, but then afterwards he's going to come out a man, is what they're explaining to us, or Ruby is telling Fool, which is kind of the whole story of the movie, how Fool progresses into a man. Um... we get they're living in like a dilapidated dila- dilapidated apartment building complex. Yes, and their mother is sick. She's dying of cancer. Uh fool walks out and this is where we see Leroy, which is is it Veem? Vim? Ving. Ving Rames. Ving Rames, yep. And he's like, Hey kid, you guys are gonna get kicked out of here in three days. Because apparently, if you're three days late on your on rent, rent yeah, it's, it's triple. It's, no, no, it's, oh, yeah, triple. It's yeah. triple your payment. There's a lot of dumb things in this movie, but I think you have to expect that going in. Like, just look past yeah. it. Hey, well, you never know. I mean, this was, you know, 30 years ago in, uh, uh, you know, Harlem or whatever it was. Yeah, it's something know. like that. Before it's gentrified. Yeah. Could have been the the norm. And he's like, uh, Leroy tells Fool, I know a way to get some money. Basically wants him to go rob this place with him, right? Well, yeah, because they found out who the uh, landlords were, I guess. Yeah, because they robbed a liquor store or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that comes up yet at this point. But Leroy and his friend robbed a liquor store. And the owner of the liquor store had mail there. And... Apparently, he has a bunch of gold at his house, the owner of the liquor store, who's also the landlord. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to this rich couple, which is the landlord and his wife, which they just go by mom and dad in this yeah. movie. I don't think they have actual names. I think she called him by his original name like once but i don't remember what it was most of the time it's go by mom and dad yeah mommy yep. daddy yep and we could clearly see that they're just terrible people uh dad's eating ribs or something mm-hmm. he's like damn buckshot and he like threw a little bb out that got caught in his mouth now i'm not a hunter but is that a thing like do you ever get some bbs in your meat um if you shoot birds but you don't typically shoot anything with ribs with buckshot so yeah so he's maybe not 
Well, and that comes into play later because his favorite weapon is a shotgun. Yeah. So this kind of has the most dangerous. Buck, all buckshot. Yeah. Buckshot is is a BB. But it's like a bunch of BBs, right? No. Well, if you want to get into it, buckshot is like it can be measured as the size of a BD, BB. So there's double odd buckshot is is bigger than your standard like number seven or six, which we use to hunt pheasant or whatever with. Okay, but like. There's not like ten BBs in the shell. It depends. That's spread out. Yeah. Or is so it one you, BB? No. So when you you when you shoot like pheasant or grouse or something like that, there's different size of BBs and different amounts. So for example, if you shoot like double odd buckshot, which is what a lot of people put in their shotguns when it comes to home defense, you're shooting like maybe six to eight BBs that are freaking the size of your your fingernail right. and your pinky. Okay, but it's not, it's not just one. It's what no, I'm saying. no, there's never just one. That's called a slug. You can shoot a slug out of a, or a sable round out of a shotgun. It's just a huge fucking lead chunk the size of your thumb. And what did Dick Cheney shoot his friend with? Probably number seven <laughs> shot. Okay. Uh, we go back to Fool. He's going back to the apartment building. Apparently, they're the last people to be evicted in this apartment building it's like a junkie hangout we see him walking through like <laughs> all these sketchy people a lot of stuff doesn't make sense in this movie i don't know why you want to stay in this building well because i mean if you think about it they probably had nowhere else to go and they couldn't afford anything else you know and it's been home for them you know clearly it was their mother's place and uh his older sister had been there i mean it's, it's home you don't if you don't know anything else and you don't know what you're missing. Yeah, things, if so. you don't have money to go anywhere else, I home is it. home. I, I will say with this though, even though it was 1991, when the movie opens, you're getting 100% classic 80s score and vibe. It was awesome. I mean, you got your like synth, like it was it was pretty cool as far as the, the whole movie is pretty 80s cheese. Yeah. Like what well, is probably is probably made in the 80s and came out in 91. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been. Also, what I liked is, for the most part, a good chunk of this movie is your horror in broad daylight, which, you know, there's really not a lot of movies that... Because it's a lot more difficult to make a scary or horror movie in broad daylight compared to one at night. I mean, let's look at some of the last movies that we had recently you know been talking about as far as you know the intense parts on i am legend we had 30 days of night um you know even when we talk about devil even though it was during the day it was in a dark elevator so we'll think about like a paranormal activity yeah that was that movie if it's daylight you can rest easy as soon as it gets dark you're scared yeah so this this movie did kind of tackle that horror in broad daylight kind of uh vibe i guess as far as that goes so yep okay then we get back to the landlord and his wife mom and dad and they have a daughter it seems and they're very strict to her yep and i don't know oh the mom comes to get her empty plate after her dinner and she's like where's the fork you know the rules about not having a fork and then we see like a a really pale white hand looks like uh it literally looks like the zombies from dawn of the dead 
I mean, these people have like gray makeup on them. <laughs> it was oh, what was that movie Powder? Yeah, Powder. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Hands her the fork, so she grabs the fork, gives it to the mom, and the mom's still kind of like. And it was like a little. It was kind of a creepy scene too, because it was like one of those old school house houses that have, you know, the huge decorative vent covers. So like just yeah. kind of like sneaks back into the vent cover. That's this house is like. This is an old house. And it has like, it's a, it's like two houses, like one in the house, one behind the walls. Yeah, that's one of the things I thought was just fucking weird, goofy, and you know I work in the construction field and I've never seen a house that was built like that but whatever once again you if you want to nitpick give this movie some slack right right don't expect it to be smart or anything but mom says to dad she's been feeding that thing in the walls again dad's come up he's pissed off because some inward robbed his liquor store he doesn't say inward yeah he but He's like, I'm really stressed out. And mom says, just what she said, don't leave any bruises or something like that. Yeah. Basically, yeah. we get we get the idea that dad's going to hit Alice, the daughter. Going to rough her up, at least. And he's a really tall, like, dark brooding character, too. So, I mean, right away when you see him, even when he's eating the ribs in the beginning. He looks intense. Yeah. Yep, intense is a good word. Okay, so Leroy and Fool and Leroy's buddy Spencer roll over to mom and dad's house because they want to go and rob it. So they send Fool in first as like a, looks like a Boy Scout and they want him to go and like scope things out on security and everything. Fool goes in, tries to say he has to use the bathroom. Can I come inside? And mom's just like, no get the fuck out of here so Spencer's like well I'm gonna do this myself then so Spencer dresses up as uh, a gas employee what do you call it not gas some utility yeah 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 he's like oh wow I I need to check your gas meter in the basement and mom kind of gives him this look and we can kind of tell she's up to something like she wants him to come in even though she really didn't want fool to come in so she lets spencer come in meanwhile leroy and fool are in the van waiting for spencer to come out and it's been a while and leroy or they pull out mom pulls out and leaves to go mom and dad yeah Yeah, so they're gone so leroy's getting angst anxious anxious because he thinks that antsy you were probably going for I don't know. He's Anyways, getting antsy. He thinks fool or uh, Spencer is trying to take all the money for himself, so he brings fool inside with him because they don't want Spencer to get all the money and run away. Well, mom and dad are out and they bust in, and right away we can see this house has like contraptions. Yeah, like I don't know, like the windowsill to like from the kitchen to the porch or whatever it's we can see yeah there's like different locks on doors and bars over the windows which probably isn't that big of a deal considering the type of neighborhood they're in but yeah you you do get the idea that this house is not just a regular house right and then 
is it a Rottweiler? Yes. Jumps out at them for the first of like 200 times in this movie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that uh, annoys me a little bit. But I agree. I agree. Uh, Leroy gets attacked and then Fool saves him somehow. I forget how he saves him. Um, I don't. Th- Fool likes, like, hey, you mother sucker, come over here. And that really makes the dog angry. So the dog comes after him. There's a lot of cheesy well, liners. Yeah, I things. mean, they're like, they, this goes on for a little bit. But, yeah, <laughs> Fool is standing there, and Leroy is hiding behind the couch, and the dog goes for Leroy, who's behind the couch. And, yeah, Fool goes, and... Uh, this is later, but, yeah. yeah it's yeah, basically there's, the there's, same. there's a lot of shit that's going on. With Many this times this dog comes after people, and they just barely escape. But anyways, they get away from the dog. They lock it in the other room. Uh, Leroy goes upstairs to look for Spencer. Fool stays downstairs, and then he starts hearing noises in the walls. He thinks Leroy, then he hears noises in the cellar. So then he goes down to the cellar to check it out. Uh, someone shines a light on him, like a flashlight. Yeah, it is. It is kind of a creepy little. So he's going down the steps. It is getting darker, but you can see the sunlight coming in through the window. So I yeah. mean, it is a little bit of a tone shift as far as getting a little bit creepier here uh, as far as lighting and the music and everything's changing. So it is kind of getting you right. back into reminding you that, oh, this is a horror movie. Which uh, we'll talk about it I later. I should say quotes horror movie. Uh, so he's down there looking for Leroy and Spencer. And someone... In this cellar, there's like a wall, but it's it's, it's got like slats in it, two by four. So there's like a, a couple inches in between each mm-hmm. one. So you kind of see on the other side of that. There's so, like a shelf that's got like a TV that's angling into like the back side of this. Yeah. So he hears and hears someone talking, and there's a TV just playing. Yeah. And he turns around, and it's a. It's a bombing of Baghdad, which when did Desert Storm happen? 89? That exact maybe? same time, yeah, yeah. It was in the early 90s. So I don't know if there's some kind of social commentary on that. No, Gulf, the Gulf, Gulf Storm or uh, uh, was in um, Desert Gulf. God dang it. That was in Desert Storm in the Gulf was in uh, the early 90s in 91 when this movie was coming out. When so. it came out. So yeah. it, anyways, that has nothing to do with anything. Uh Hear someone moaning from the other side on this of this wall with as like inches like holes like you can see to the other side. He finds Spencer. Oh, I forgot. Before when we see Spencer knock on the door, he has a a ring on of a skull, and that and Mom notices it. Oh yeah, and that comes into play in a little bit. Anyways, he finds Spencer. Spencer's obviously dead. Laying face down, just pale as fuck. Even yeah. though he had Right his, next to this wall that's got the slats in it. He had to have just died, too. Mm-hmm. Then, all of a sudden, some skinny white person, pale... I don't want to say just white. Like, really pale person jumps on Fool's back. Uh, Poole pushes him off. He runs up the stairs. Within the stairs, like, uh, 
an, a turn, contraption. Yeah. yeah. And they turn into a ramp, which yep. this is used. Just get off those fucking stairs. If you know it's going to do that, be ready for it. Anyways, he slides down, falls over. He's getting chased back up the ramp now and like banging on the door. Then someone opens the door and it's Alice, the daughter. And she runs away once she sees him and he slams the door behind him. Uh, he looks out the window and mom and dad are back now. So he's trying to run upstairs to find Leroy, tell him we need to get the fuck out of here. And their van is parked in the driveway. In the driveway, which well, that is the dumbest thing. <laughs> you, were, you were already parked on the street. Why don't you yeah. just walk in? Doesn't matter. Uh, so they notice someone's here or someone's there. Mom and dad do. Well, and it's not clear at this point if they know that they're in the house. So they're kind of like, at first, they're like, well, there's a vehicle outside, but, you know, the doors and everything. Well, that's weird. It doesn't look like they broke in uh, kind of thing. But, yeah, it was weird that there's a drive or a, uh, a van in their driveway. You'd think that. Right. Yeah. I think they, they might have broke a window or something, too. Uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to the part in the kitchen in a second, I guess. Right. But. So, Fool finds Leroy. He thinks he's dead or whatever, but he's not. And they try to get out, but it becomes pretty clear where all the padlocks on the outside of the windows are for. Like, the house is built to keep people in. Like, yep. they can't get out any of the doors. I don't know if the characters know that, but I think the audience is supposed to yeah. know that now. Yeah. And then, oh, no, they do know someone's there, so they let the dog loose. They find the dog. Yep. And this is the part. The dog comes after them. Because they locked them. So they went through the kitchen kind of part where the door's got some really crazy locks on it. Yeah. So they're, like, trying to break in through this. But they're all upstairs at this point because when Fool goes to look at Leroy, Leroy is, like, got his ass hanging out. He's, like, trying to look into... He saw someone go in one of those vents or whatever. Yeah, he's covers. laying on the ground, so Fool yeah. thinks he's dead. So just because a man's laying down doesn't mean he's yep. dead. Like, Calm down, Leroy. Uh, yeah, he scared the shit out of him. It was pretty funny. Yes, but then, okay, then Mom and Dad come in. They realize someone's there. Let the dog loose to go get him. They bust through whatever door is kind of... It, it's they like kind separating of, the kitchen from... Yeah, but... I, mean, it, I don't know. It's, they make like a little dent big enough to where a human can't get through, but the dog can get through. The dog, yep. So the dog comes through, and that's when Leroy hides behind the couch. And I got a plan. You stay there. I'm going to oh, attack that's this what, dog. That's when this part was, yeah. And then the dog just looks at Fool. And Fool's just like, what? And then Leroy pops up, and then the dog goes right for Leroy for some reason. I don't yeah. understand why. And then... Oh, before Fool tried to escape the front door and is like electrocuted him. Yeah, yep. So now the dog is attacking Leroy. So Leroy or Fool grabs Leroy and kind of like pulls him to the door, and then grabs the door handle. So they all get electrocuted. The chain, the chain reaction. But the dog is just like incapacitated from it, and the other two just kind of shook up. Uh. Then they go run and hide, and... 
So yeah, they they run up the stairs at this point, yes. and they're kind of now they're like taking their separate ways. So Leroy kind of busts into a closet, and Fool tries to hide with them, and he's like, "Nope, there's only room for one in here." Which yep. Leroy's like a piece of shit, but also sometimes a good guy. Like you don't yeah. understand. Yep. This part really makes him like a. I think they're just trying to make him easy to kill off right here. So. Leroy hides in the closet, and then all of a sudden, mom and dad hit some switch, or all the doors just shut and locked, so there's nowhere to hide. But the vents, for some reason, are easy to access. Yeah, there's a weird little indent, and he's kind of hiding there. And this is where dad gets on that. Um, have you ever seen 8mm with Nicolas Cage? No. Well, I called I called it the 8mm leather costume. So that that's the gimp suit. Gimp suit, sure. Yeah. He's okay. For some reason he puts that on, it must feel must make him feel like a badass and he's like clearing the house. Yeah, so there is a a little bit of a most dangerous game feel of this to where they hunt humans. So whenever the dad is out hunting humans in his own house, he puts on this full leather fetish. Suit, I would say eight millimeter gimp suit, even or like from even like a mask over his yeah, head. yeah. But anyways, oh. he 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 gets out and he's all excited with his shotgun, ready to kill somebody, running through the halls. Uh, fool sees something get pulled through the vent, so he goes in there, and then it's the daughter, I think Alice, and he follows her through, and then. And it's like the largest vent system in a house ever. Yeah, there's like entire rooms inside each vent. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but whatevs. Uh, Fool is talking to Alice. Alice is like all nervous. She seems like she doesn't know how to talk to other human beings. Yeah, she hasn't. I don't think she said a word at this point yet. Uh, she's. He asks, why don't you leave? She says, no one. She's never been outside. No one ever gets out. Okay, there's some foreshadowing. Uh, She tells Fool that mom and dad are looking for the perfect boy child. Only reason she hasn't been murdered yet or whatever is because she she doesn't say nothing, do nothing or whatever. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Uh, She said the other perfect boy's dad cut out the bad parts. I don't know, made them stupid by fucking with their brains i think no okay so that meant so you know the three monkeys hear no evil see no evil um, speak no evil evil. yeah that's basically what they did so they gouged eyes out of some probably saw stuff yeah they cut tongues out if you said stuff and they would fuck your ears up if you were you know hearing okay so that's why sean roach basically Doesn't doesn't have a tongue yep all right, they hear screams from the wall, and she says, oh, that's just Roach. And Roach is my favorite character in this. <laughs> uh, apparently, he ex- escaped the cellar. And lives in the walls. Yes, so all the bo- the good boys they try to catch that weren't good, they just locked them downstairs underneath the stairs. And girls, yeah. Hence, the people under the stairs. Yep. And Roach was one of them, but apparently he escaped that, and he just lives in the walls now, and he's been taunting Dad ever since, and he's pretty funny at it. 
Okay. Which, if you think about it, so so as far as the first time watch for you, like how long did it take you to kind of figure everything out? As far as like be with mom and dad and what they were doing with the ah, uh, I, I would say pretty long. I didn't. Okay. So I didn't see it, was, it at all. Okay. Okay. Um, it doesn't make sense though. I mean, you think for especially someone like Roach, like. It just blows my mind that he wouldn't be able to escape from there. Yeah, and why is he still hanging out there? Especially at the end, because he knows mm-hmm. the way out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if we skip, but Dad finds Vim Ramey's Leroy. Ving Rames. Whatever. And shoots him a bunch. Yeah. And he's pretty far from fucking okay now. <laughs> yeah. Rolls down the steps and yeah, he pulls him down the stairs. And dad's really excited, like, I got one. And like, yeah, dad's pretty animated this whole movie. Uh, the cops show up for some reason. Was it for gunshots? Yeah, yeah, they heard gunshots in the neighborhood or something. And like, I, I understand this. This family seems to have been there for generations. They got a lot of money. So I can understand maybe why the cops would, like, go easy on them. But they don't seem to know them at all. The cops don't. No. Which doesn't make sense. And somehow they cleaned up. The dad was just pumping shotgun shells through the walls and the ceiling. Yes. Like, I can understand you can clean up messes, but you can't hide those those shots. And the cops are all over the place. They didn't go inside, though, so... Oh, this time they didn't. Oh, yeah, you're right. They didn't. No. They, they're they there because they uh, there was a the van was in the driveway, which was wanted in a liquor store robbery. Yeah. So the cops are searching the van, and then when they leave, Mom and Dad, after they killed Leroy, because they thought Leroy was the only guy inside... Yes, that's a good point. They find uh, the Boy Scout, the Boy Scout uniform, and Mom's like, "It, it wasn't just the one guy. There's a kid in here too, because she remembers the Boy Scout from earlier." Yep. So they go back inside to try to find Fool. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, and it, it was kind of a goofy scene too, because the cops were, <laughs> "Well, we're gonna go on." Is no, no. We already swept it. We're good to go. Yeah. Went through it. And we're just going to leave this stolen yeah, van here. exactly. This van wanted. Right. Well, all right. We'll see you later then. The only smart person in this movie, quote unquote smart, is Fool. Yep. The little kid. Uh, so I think maybe this they let the dog loose again to chase Fool. Yeah, there was, yeah. There was a lot of scenes, but yeah. So he, dad knows that he's in the walls. So he brings the dog up there and the dog is chasing him through Yes, uh, all the walls. And then he there's the, the bathroom that they kind of feature in a few, couple different scenes. Well, first, the dog almost has Fool and Fool's like right in the dog's face. He's like, oh, your breast stinks. What are you feed? What are they feeding you? And then yeah. out comes the ring, ring that Spencer was wearing. Yep. 
So like that's why we got the close up shot of his scoring earlier. Yep. Uh, well, and then that the mom, I I kind of took it as as mom saw the ring is like, wait a second, you're not a regular utility company worker if you're wearing a ring like that. Yes, and we get the feeling they're super Christian. Mm-hmm. Because they always say really Christian things. So I thought maybe they thought he was Satanist or something. But anyways, Fool gets away, locks himself in the bathroom. Uh, The dad busts through, like, but just sticks his head through, like, a hole he made. Then Fool hits him with the brick. Yeah, very here's Johnny scene. And then dad gets up about to, I think he's about to shoot Fool. And this happened several times. It's like, I got you now. Let me give right. you a little speech before I shoot you. Mm-hmm. And then in this bathroom, there's like a, I'll call it like the cabinet above the sink or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like a vanity, but it's a really big one, I guess. Yeah, Fool pops it, or not Fool, Roach pops it open and pulls Fool through. And runs away, and he's laughing the whole time because he's just taunting <laughs> Dad the entire movie. And Dad's pissed. He blows open that hole and sends the dog through again, I think. And I don't know why Dad can just blow through into this, like, tunnel and, like, just doesn't go through, like, to go find Roach. The whole movie he keeps yeah. finding these tunnels, but he doesn't yeah, go in the walls. You're supposed to think he's too big because he's an adult or whatever. I don't know, but yeah. then he sends the dog through, and Roach is like, <laughs> like laughing the whole time, <laughs> and the dog's coming at him, and he sets a trap for the dog. Yep. Another the house of traps, the house of a thousand traps. Yes, which somehow was built Bill into coaches. it, and the people that own the place know. for generations don't know about it, but. Our dad goes down to the kitchen to complain to mom, like, oh, he got away. It was Roach, whatever. And then the dog's chasing Roach and Fool, and Roach sets the trap for the dog, and it's like a Slides slide. down a ramp and comes out, boom, right into the kitchen, which is like, how the fuck? Comes out a cabinet in the yep. kitchen where mom and dad are, and this just pisses dad off even more because Roach is taunting dad. Okay, so then... They go, oh, but the trick was Roach, like, left some doll there for the dog to get. So when he came through the kitchen, he had this doll in his mouth. And then we then we see Roach, Fool, and Alice all in Alice's room talking. Like, Alice is kind of explaining the stuff. Like, oh, uh, they cut Roach's tongue out. Yeah. And he kind of shows the tongue, which is kind of gruesome, gruesome, gruesome. Uh, and this is the best line in the movie. Fool says, your father's <laughs> oh, a yeah. sick mother. Your mother's a sick mother, too, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly what it was. And that is a very 80s slash 90s right, line. Right, yeah. Anyways. sick mother. You know what? Your mother's a sick mother, too. Yes, yes. Uh Alice is showing Fool all these dolls that she made. She's like, oh, it's for the spirit. So the, basically she made dolls after all the people for her the parents kids got and, murdered. Yeah, it's like she, That's why she had a doll of Leroy. But that's what 
the dog had in his mouth when he flew into the kitchen. So mom's like, Alice is helping them. So they know they're on their way up to Alice's room. Dad busts through. Roach gets away. But they grab Fool and Alice. And Fool gets dragged down to the cellar. Where we see... um, He gets like handcuffed down there. And we see Leroy's body where... Dad just starts eating from his gut, basically. Like, his yeah. insides are open, and Dad just eating it. And then we see... I think one of the worst parts is uh, Mom screaming at Alice. She's like, you... You're disgraceful, whatever. Yeah. She throws her into... Leroy's blood and he's like clean it up clean it up yeah at the bottom of the steps and, and then she, like, god that I, I was watching that too and, and you know after you have a couple kids you, you're used to cleaning a bunch of shit up not necessarily blood like yeah. she gives her a sponge just to s- smear it all over the floor yes <laughs> just it just spreads like, it around and she's like in know, a white gown yeah so it's all over her white her dress. gown or dress and it's just getting fucking everywhere and then she Pulls her upstairs into this boiling hot bathtub. Yeah. That was a brutal scene. I think it would have hurt her worse than what it really showed her afterwards. No. But it's like, I can't believe you got blood on this dress I made you, even though mom threw her into the blood. And I was thinking, too, I was like, I wasn't sure if they didn't do a very good job of... So when you first see it, you think it's going to be like literally boiling water and it's going to like scald her. Yes. And then she goes in the water and it's like, oh, well, maybe it's not that hot. Well, she's screaming the whole time. Well, I don't know. I don't think they did a good job as far as making you think that she's actually getting scalded. I thought they just were like, well, she's screaming because she's, you know, getting like force washed by mom. Uh, I thought it was because of the hot water. But, I mean, when we see her afterwards, she looks way better than I thought she would look. Yeah, that's that's why I was thinking, or saying that. Uh, Okay, so, Dad and Fool in the basement. Fool leaves, or Dad leaves Fool down there to fend for himself against the people under the stairs, which we find out is just... He's been feeding them human meat forever. So, it's like, he thinks the people under the stairs are just going to eat and kill a fool which they're all kind of like surrounding him then all of a sudden Leroy's like yeah. bloody as fuck it was a weird torso kind of. comes out of the well and it scares all these all these cannibals mm-hmm. are terrified of a half bloody torso so they run away and fool's just like confused and then all of a sudden the torso drops down and then Roach pops up laughing yeah god just out of like a cesspool this part of this movie we'll get to it at the end but anyways he puts it fool or roach goes and helps fool and he gives him some gold coins like a handful of gold coins and yeah well so at this point um fool had been shot already yeah, fool had been shot so he's yeah. he's dying no, no, not fool uh roach roach, yes. roach. so he's dying well, you don't you don't know he's dying, but he we got shot. So when they all exited, uh, when they went up to the room where Alice was at, he shot in the wall a couple times and he missed, 
everyone, but apparently uh, Roach got hit. Right. So, yeah, so Roach got hit, and he's, you know, acting like he's normal at this point, what? swinging that cess. If he didn't die from the gunshot wound, he would have died from infection. Yes. <laughs> that disgusting. But he gives Fool these coins, and he, he tells him the way out. Kind of. I don't remember how he tells him because he can't talk with hand gestures or something. Yeah. Is this when they're in the furnace? Yeah, like at the in the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So now Fool has these gold coins, and he's climbing through the walls. Dad is just yelling at Alice a bunch, and she's all red as fuck from the hot bath. But she's not, like, blistered or anything. No. She's not injured or anything. It was just hot. It wasn't boiling. But so Fool thinks his smart plan is to run out and just punch Dad in the balls, which seems to work. It worked, yeah. And they run out through the walls and get away from Dad. Dad is pissed off, goes down to the furnace, finds Roach, while... Alice and Fool are climbing through like the chimney or the walls. I don't fucking know at this point. But Dad finds Roach's dead body because Roach has died now from his wounds and sets him on fire to smoke out Alice and Fool who are through the chimney or the walls. I don't know. Yeah, they yeah they're climbing up from the furnace up to the chimney and they're trying to get to the attic. Yeah. So they finally get out of there after. All the smoke. They're looking for a way out through the walls. Dog comes after them again. Another chase scene with the dog. Um, Fool's like, I'm not running anymore. I'm going to fight this dog. And then, of course, the dog just (laughs) pins him right away. (laughs) Like, Eventually, they kind of tassel around a little bit. And then Dad hears them through the walls, finds out where they are, and starts just stabbing his bayonet tied to his shotgun Mm -hmm. which is a thing apparently through just the thin plaster lath wall and yes which he never thought to tear down before when he was looking for roach right anyways it almost hits fool a couple times fool turns the dog around puts it against the wall and the bayonet goes through the dog dad's all well he doesn't know i got him so he pulls the bayonet out slowly and there's blood on it and he, yeah he thinks he's so got, he thinks he got fool yeah but he's going he acts like a child a lot of the movie yeah and then he goes to tell mom and mom's like well show me the body i want proof or something like that meanwhile alice and fool are still climbing up to the attic looking for a way out And this is that final chase. Well, not quite the final chase, but I know a lot of people love, love, love this kind of stuff where you get like a slasher type film and then you've got your final chase, the bad guy versus the good guy kind of thing. And that's what a lot of this movie is anyways. So I can see how it, you know, plays towards those feelings of certain people, you know, why, why they like this movie so much like that yeah. Joel guy. Okay, so they get to the attic. They find an open window. And I, I don't remember how, but Dad comes up there. And well, before, Alice and Fool are like, oh, man, it's too high to jump. And Fool's like, well, there's that pond there. We can jump into that. And Alice is too scared. Then the dad breaks through, and 
fool runs and jumps and says, I'll come back for you. Gets away. Dad tries shooting at him a couple times, but whatever. Fool gets away. Starship Trooper aim. Or no. Uh, Star Wars? Star, yeah. The white... Stormtrooper. Stormtrooper. Stormtrooper aim. Oh, people are being like, how do you not know anything about Star Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, so we get... Them fools back at the apartment, and they're talking to an old man, which turn out turns out to be their grandpa. I don't remember who, but he was like, oh, this is enough for rent, rent till and 2000 and till 2000. Yep. And for your mom's cancer or whatever. Right. So at that point, why don't you just get a nicer place? Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. Why stay in that shitty place you pay rent? To those shitty people that you just saw murder a bunch God. of people. But yeah, go ahead and pay rent to them till year 2000. The The end of this movie is kind of like the first purge starting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, at first I was like, well, why didn't he call the cops right away? Why, why did he go back and bring those coins? But then... Yeah, why, why was the fucking van sitting in the goddamn driveway still? Still. Anyways, he said he has to go back. He tells his grandpa and his sister he has to go back to save this chick. And they're just like, yeah, okay, whatever. And, oh, apparently his sister is uh, Lady of the Night. Lady of the Night. She's a prostitute. Oh, really? Did I miss that? She's a lot older than him. Yeah, Leroy says your sister's out here turning tricks. Was he serious? I assume so. But that has, n- that has nothing to do with the plot. No. Just saying they're in rough times. <laughs> it's okay then. Okay, so next thing we see him from a payphone calling the cops reporting child abuse. Like, uh, not the multiple murders you saw. <laughs> like, Anyways, we cut to, we get the cops all over there. And of course, they have it all cleaned up again. Mom and dad do. Got like fucking cookies, cakes, and pies out, and yes. feeding them coffee and tea, and being wow. all nice to the cops. And the cops are literally in every single room of the house, but don't notice anything. Yeah, they don't notice huge fucking shotgun holes, and yeah, and they're just, just like, all right, up. must have been a prankster. We'll leave now. Yeah. Okay. And then we hear mom say, "Oh, I'm worried about the back door. I left it open too long. While the cops are here." And then she's tells dad. Well, at this point, uh, is Roach toast? Yeah, Roach is dead. Yeah, Roach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. He died in the in the bottom of the furnace or whatever. So apparently, he succumbed to his shotgun wounds. But yeah, so it sucks because even though those cops are there, the rest of those you have to think those the people under the stairs had to have been down there for so long that they probably started to lose touch of their own sense of humanity, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Like, they're getting more animalistic kind of thing because you'd think that you'd be able to hear people there and they could pound on walls and, you know, make the cops know um, they're there, but maybe they're just so far gone. There was a guy in... And, and why keep them, too? Why keep them under the stairs rather than just fucking because burn them? Because of the ending... 
what, what he's they're there for protection against oh yeah yeah something. yeah yeah okay no yeah um but still like i know you can they have yeah. all these locks and shit uh well there was a guy in cleveland Oh, I can't remember his fucking name. Buffalo Bill. Some Cuban name. Well, he had three <laughs> girls there for years. And he had people over all the time. And they just didn't... They kept quiet every time people came over. And he had them, like, yeah. locked upstairs. Because they were so terrified. Yeah. Not that it has anything to do with this. But it could explain well, why. Well, then there's the Stockholm Syndrome and all that kind of right. stuff, too. So. Anyways, cops leave. And we find out Fool snuck in through the back door while the cops were there. Like, that was his whole plan. Get the cops there so he could sneak in. Not, I don't know, go with the cops to show them the right. people hostage in the basement. That weird button panel they have on in, in like, the fucking main room under the... Yes, the, like, know. locked doors or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, then he hears mom and dad talking basically mom son dad you got to go out to the ghetto and find this kid blah, blah blah he comes around the corner to where he thinks they're at and he finds a tape recorder playing and then dad pops out i think he's probably in his gimp suit now <laughs> he loves that thing he pops out and grabs fool smell like fucking blue cheese too just got all sweaty and oh blue cheese in there yeah it probably smells like a old folks home or something he attacks Fool. Fool has a fire poker. I think he, like, jabs him in the eye or something. And Dad really panics over this. Like, ah, ah, like, freaking out. But he still has his eyes. And then he hits Mom with the fire poker, too, and runs off to look for Alice. Uh, I think the back door's still open or something. So Mom and Dad think he escaped. So now she wants Dad to go out and look for him again. He goes to the attic to save Alice because she's hung upside... She's not upside down. She's, like, hung up by her hands or something. Yeah, into the brick chimney place in the attic. So she's hanging up there. But Fool cuts her loose. Dad comes up for a second. And this is, like, the most pervy part. He's, like... Yeah. yeah. Kind of grabs his dick in the... There was really, it. like, nothing that led up to this either. Like, like there was no reason for Foreshadowing this. or... For this scene at all. But Alice pretends I mean, like she's I guess, still up there. Yeah, I guess the reason would be uh, just, just to make him more of a creepy person. But, like, there was no leading up to this. I mean, he went from... Just, he, w- he was never a pedophile. He was right, just a straight-up yeah. killer. Yep. But I think it's kind of... I think it was too late in the movie to pull this card. Because yes. you're... The movie's basically over at this point. You're in the final chase, the final, you know, few minutes of the movie, and then you pull this out. Like, is that supposed to make you hate him or dislike him anymore? I don't know. I, I mean, mean... I think it was just an extra ske- scene to make us feel like, oh, something scary is about to happen. <sighs> oh, I, no, it's not. Yeah. Uh, wow. And uh, the mom clearly likes Alice more than the dad, which we'll come to find out where dad wants to kill Alice he's wanted to kill Alice for a while and mom's like no you can't hurt my sweet girl or something like that oh shit I jumped over a big part when uh, Fool is talking to his grandpa before when he has the money the coins Yeah. grandpa kind of gives a backstory about these people and we find out they're not mom and dad they're brother and sister oh yes 
That's right. Yes. Yep. I. Yep. That's. I forgot about that. So it makes him just that little bit more creepy. Yeah. Yep. That was right. You're like, wait a second here. Let me think about this. Anyways, when Dad's up there, like touching himself, Mom yells at him to come down, help me go to bed, or something like that. Then Fool and Alice want to escape again, but Dad blocked off the old way and he filled the pond with glass so they can't jump out the window and land in glass so they get a plan to get dad to look up the chimney somehow they start making noises or yeah. something so he goes and sticks his head in the chimney like a dumb goof like literally like the wet bandits from home alone like oh what's this and then once he looks up, Fool drops a brick on his head. Yeah. He's like, oh, my God, it hurts. Or maybe it was, I don't know. Before, Dad shoots a shotgun up there, and he can't really see what's going on. And Fool makes the noises like he got shot or something. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't remember exactly. It's supposed to be like Fool's real clever. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, he, he, he ends up dropping, I think it was a brick right on his fucking noggin. Which would fucking hurt. Maybe knock him out, but you're not. Probably. Hopefully, but not for sure going to happen. And then dad's kind of like crying like a bitch. And so mom, I think the smart thing is for her to put her head through that chimney. And then they drop down on her. Yeah. And then like climb back up. I'm not sure what they're doing in this chimney. Like they drop. I I don't either, honestly. I was. Yeah. And then I think they climb up a little bit by, like, scaling the walls. But anyways, they're on, like, the living room floor or something. And he tells Alice to run. He's going to go help the people on the stairs escape. Well, during all this, though, is... Did we skip over the part when they first had the neighborhood coming to the door? No, it's about to happen. Okay. Uh, mom catches Alice. Alice gets away. Uh, finally, mom is like, fine, you can kill her. Because dad has been wanting to kill Alice forever. But mom wasn't letting her have it. Letting him have it. Uh, then they hear noises from the cellar. So dad goes down and opens the cellar door. And fool's standing there with a shotgun on these collapsible stairs. And instead of shooting him... He has to give his monologue first. Uh, I don't remember what he says. It was kind of a cool line, but... Yeah, I don't remember. Should have just fucking shot him. I typically try to watch these movies, like, within a day or two before we do this, and I saw this one long enough ago where I don't remember what that line was. Anyways, Dad hits the button for the stairs to turn into a ramp, and Fool falls down him again. Dad comes down, points the gun at Fool. Mom's at the top of the stairs. Dad has to give his monologue about why he's going to kill Fool instead of just shooting him. And then we hear a knock. And at this point, I thought the knock was probably the cops again. I think they said that. Maybe it's the cops again. So instead of shooting Fool, Dad just holds the gun on him. And Mom goes to the front door. And who is it? Fool's sister. Ruby, the prostitute. And she's like, I'm from 
this HOA or whatever. Basically, she's like trying to tell the mom you're a piece of shit for trying to kick us all out of your houses and stuff. Mom, like, just like whatever, slams the door on her. Dad about to shoot fool again after a little more monologue, tell him he's going to shoot him. And then they get another knock. Mom goes back up, finds grandpa there with Ruby. And they're trying to give him their sweetheart speech that you're kicking all these innocent people out of your houses, blah, blah, blah. Mom still has a gun behind her back, pulls it out, about to shoot Ruby or grandpa. And then there's some other witty line and camera pans over and there's like, I don't know, 70 people there. Mm -hmm. Basically all the families they're about to kick out. Yep. Uh, then mom still tries to shoot Ruby, but then out of nowhere, Alice drops through the ceiling and lands on mom. Yeah. So this house that has been impregnable for fucking how many years have people busting out of every wall and floor and ceiling (laughs) in the house? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember what happens with mom. They don't, they attack her, get the gun away or something, but... No yeah. one decides to hold her still or Well, the anything. pretty much maul her in the kitchen, I think. Yes. What it was. But then, like, oh, they turn their backs and she's gone. Like, Come on. Come on. Uh, we cut back to Fool in the basement. And all of a sudden, all these lights start shining on the dad when he's about to kill Fool for the third time of giving his speech about how he's going to kill him. Uh, we didn't talk about it earlier, but Alice said that they give the people under the stairs flashlights for some reason. Yeah. So you saw that throughout the movie. So Dad gets blinded by all these flashlights, and then Fool runs over towards kind of the people under the stairs, and Dad shoots at him, but instead he hits the padlock that's keeping them all locked in. So then Fool gets pulled in to like their little den. And dad's kind of hearing the commotion upstairs. So he, his attention goes that way. Uh, somehow Ruby gets locked out. She goes outside like, where'd mom go? She she doesn't say mom. She's like, where'd she go? And the door shuts behind her and locks. So it's just Alice, fool and dad in the house again with all the people outside Alice finds mom. Mom turns around. She's holding like a big ass like, kitchen knife. I don't know if it's a butcher knife or what. Uh, she chases her, tries to stab her. She tackles her onto the stairs. And this is the reason this movie is called The People, the People Under, Under the, the stairs. stairs. When she's trying to stab her, Alice is like kind of grabbing her arm. Like, no, no, no. And then all of a sudden. Blah. Okay, so Fool has made friends with the people under the stairs at this point. So we know they're not bad people. And they kind of discuss how to get out and shit. And Fool finds all the gold and money behind them. So which is why they're kind of there, I think, to guard that. Yeah, I never thought about that. Um, it doesn't make I was make wondering much why sense. they kept them there. I mean, I know they eat some of them and feed them to the dog. And but they obviously kill, like, delivery people and stuff. Yeah. Anyways, all of a sudden, one of the people from under the stairs busts through the stairs that Alice is laying on, and Mom is on top of her, and 
grabs mom. Uh, they all kind of, all the people on the stairs just start popping through like different walls and shit. They just start yeah, busting out from everywhere. Yeah, like yeah. they've been trapped in there for years, but all of a sudden now, apparently, just, this entire house is made out of paper mache. At this point, <laughs> all of a sudden they just jump through the walls. Uh, anyways, they kind of maul her, and then mom's mom says something to Alice. I don't. Remember. She says something. It's like I'm your mother. Don't hurt me. And then Alice is like. You were never my mother, something like that, and then stabs her, basically. I think maybe mom comes after her first. Anyways, the people under the stairs grab mom and just throw her down the cellar, where it's where dad is still standing, who hasn't done anything since no. these people all escaped, and fool's been in his money room. Well, yeah, he's... So, in the meantime, he's been tracking fool, and Fool has been pretty clever setting up, uh, like, distractions. and He set up a... Uh, shoved the coins in the candles. So yeah, so we hear, like, clink. a coin dropping, coin dropping, coin dropping. So Dad's like, oh, I know what you're doing. You're counting all that money. I've done it several times. And he comes around the corner, and there's candles lit. That never happened, by the way. You'd never be able to do that. No way. Not as without breaking the how thing. rhythmic, yeah, yeah, and how fast it was. Candles don't fucking burn that fast. No, sorry, bud. Okay, but there's these long candles, so when they melt down, a coin will drop. Yep. So and he has all these coins like stuck in the wax. But anyways, comes around the corner. Dad does and sees this, and then he turns around and there's fool. He found these bombs from earlier, which apparently Dad keeps a major bomb and. In his safe where all well, of his money and coins are. He had he had the whole house rigged. Yeah, he had a few bombs or something, yeah. right? But some reason Fool is like an electrician, so he knows how to rig it up. Right. <laughs> Even though he's like twelve years old. Oh, it's his thirteenth birthday actually. That was Yeah, that's right. I, we forgot about that. It was his thirteenth birthday that day. And he has these two wires almost touching, and Dad's about to shoot him. He's like, if you shoot me, then we're both going to blow up, like, threatening. And I'm like, dude, if he shoots you, you're going to drop him. You're not going to be able to touch him together. Wow. It's not a dead man's trigger. Anyways, Dad goes to shoot him. Fool jumps out of the way and clicks the wires together. Blows Dad and all the money up, which flies, like, confetti into the street yeah. where all like the eight people movies. are even though he was in, in the, the basement same way, yeah. and none of the money is damaged yep money's just falling from the sky and all the poor people are like oh yeah like all happy like it's a fucking parade and then I don't know if it's Alice or Ruby comes down like how you feeling he's like I feel like a million dollars like Another cheesy fucking 90s one-liner. Yeah. And then we see everyone catching the money, and then the people on the stairs are all kind of, like, scattering off like they're yeah, finally like free. coming outside like, oh, my God. And that's the end of the movie. Boom. Yeah, it, um... I mean, this, this movie... Nostalgia, for sure. 
as I said, you watch this and you know right away it's a classic 80s movie. It's got the score. It's got the vibe of the 80s. It was pretty silly for me. I mean, I do love me a... Um, I do love me a horror comedy, but, man, this was so silly. Like, with the dog, like you said, the dog I felt was overused. The sound effects were just outrageous when the dog is running through the walls and then, like, he stops. You hear, like, the skid of a fucking tire on asphalt. You know, like, the part where the dog goes down the slide, you hear the whoop, 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 like, the weird, like, Tom and Jerry sound effects. Like, get the fuck. that, That just... It did not fit this type of movie, I guess, as far as the, um, the I, I mean, the comedy of it didn't work that way. I mean, it was just, it, it didn't work for me. Also, I had a few problems with the R rating this got. This was R rated, and for, what, two scenes of the blood when um, Ving Rhames gets shot, basically, and when he comes back up. I think the only horrific, like, horror parts were, like, in a 10-minute clip yeah. after he gets shot. Or and and then he rises back out of the... Where, that was a really cool when scene. When he's getting... Then he's hung up Butted. and the dad's eating yeah. out of him. And when the daughter gets thrown in the bathtub, those are only two, like, really horror. Not even the bathtub scene either, though. I thought you so. Know? I thought she's getting I thrown mean, in yeah, boiling water. Horror, but, I mean, that doesn't require a rated R. Oh, not a rated R, no. I mean, there were some cool scenes for sure, you know, with, with Roach coming out of the pit with, um, you know, Leroy's body. That was pretty cool. Um, I, yeah, it... It's one of those movies where it couldn't decide what it was. So yeah, like, they kind of yeah. made it comedy and they kind of made it horror. But they don't really know what they're going for. But I, I liked it how the dad was like really childish and giddy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty cool with, I mean, there were a couple things that were, you know, this movie tried to put its stamp on with the 8mm style leather costume, the shotgun he had was a pretty cool you know right shotgun and they really featured that especially when he was like pulling it out of the desk like you could tell that's his prized possession it's kind of yeah. sitting up on the stand and there's a little desk thing in there um you know hunting the walls with that you know and even though i guess part of the problem is with me too because i i was expecting to like this movie more than i did and it's you know no fault of the movie it's just that this movie Held up better when I saw this when I was 12, you know, to 14 years old. You know, it wasn't really what I was expecting or hoping it would be watching it now 20 years later. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, I guess overall, I mean, it, it, it I can see, I, I, I was really curious because I've never heard this covered on any other podcast either. And especially since you brought it up, you know, Joel from Horror Movie Podcast, this is like his top three overall movies. Yeah. I'd love to understand or hear someone who likes this movie. Um, and I can only imagine, I don't know anyone else. I've never heard this on any other list. So this had to have been a really big play, you know, nostalgia part yeah. for him. But I would like to hear, you know, people that like this movie uh, where they come in at and, and, and why really because it just didn't really do it for me um you know i 
I mean, I'll tell you right off the bat, I gave this a six and a half. Really? Yeah. Where'd you come in? Five. A five? Yeah. I think it's an oddity. I like the gimp suit. I think it's scary. I like I like a lot of things about them. I like the cheesy lines and stuff. Yeah. But it was it was longer than it could have been. They've reused the same thing over and over again, like the dog chasing him through the walls for the yeah. gazillion time, the stairs that turn into a ramp. Like, you know the ramp. Why aren't you ready for that? No. The monologue before you shoot somebody happened at least four times. I don't know. It's just annoying. They could have cut so much out. It would have been a better yeah. movie, but they just kept reusing the same thing. I gave this one a little bit more leeway because of the type of movie it was and the time frame it came out. So, you know, the monologue kind of thing. I mean, that's what it was. I mean, look at every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that came out right. during that time period. Um, you know, the overuse of the certain tropes with the dog and the steps. I mean, that was, you know, it, it was probably pretty unique at the time and they wanted to, you know, use it multiple times because it came into effect within the story more than once as well. So, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I did say I love Satan slaves, but they do overuse that. Look at the oh, person. Yeah. Like you said, look away the camera panning back. It uses it a lot, yeah, but, but it does that effectively though too. I know because it did, you know, create that kind of jump scare as far as that goes. But you know, I was trying to figure out how I wanted to rate this, and I, I, I do think that for me it is better than a, an average movie because of if you can kind of put yourself in the 1991 style movies that are out there. I mean, it did use some humor, like you said that. Yeah. Uh, Fool was was pretty good. He had a couple good scenes. He 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 acted pretty well too. For I think he was only like. 14 years old or 13 years old yeah. into this movie so I mean he did a really good job um, and you know to certain people it could be a little bit more creepy you can't expect to, too much out of this. no compared to someone that's seen a bajillion horror movies you know there there could be some I, I think the parts of this movie that make it a horror movie and make it a reason people like it are a lot more effective on someone who doesn't watch, you know, 150 yeah. horror movies a year kind of thing. So that's fair. Yeah. I think you really got to go in and just not, I can forgive a lot of the plot holes and cheesy stuff. Yeah. If they just want to made it shorter and said they just kept reusing the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, no, if I, you're a real I, horror fan, I, I think you should at least to be watch honestly, it once. honest talking after talking about it, I do kind of think that I should be coming in closer to a six than a six and a half. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. So, all right. Let's. Uh, Anything else before we wrap up part one here? I have nothing. All right, folks. We're gonna catch you on the flip side. This wraps up part one of episode. 17. Hope it was as good for you as it was for us. Boom. That was incredible. Is it good for you? <laughs> I've had better.